Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Micah chapter 5 from the World English Bible. Now you shall gather yourself in troops, daughter of troops. He has laid siege against us. They will strike the judge of Israel with a rod on the cheek. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, being small among the clans of Judah, out of you one will come out to me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings out are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore he will abandon them until the time that she who is in labor gives birth. Then the rest of his brothers will return to the children of Israel. He shall stand and shall shepherd in the strength of Yahweh, in the majesty of the name of Yahweh his God, and they will live, for then he will be great to the ends of the earth. He will be our peace when Assyria invades our land, and when he marches through our fortresses, then we will raise up against him seven shepherds and eight leaders of men. They will rule the land of Assyria with the sword and the land of Nimrod in its gates. He will deliver us from the Assyrian when he invades our land and when he marches within our border. The remnant of Jacob will be among many peoples, like dew from Yahweh, like showers on the grass, that don't wait for man nor wait for the sons of men. The remnant of Jacob will be among the nations, among many peoples, like a lion among the animals of the forest, like a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who, if he goes through, treads down and tears in pieces, and there is no one to deliver. Let your hand be lifted up above your adversaries, and let all of your enemies be cut off. It will happen in that day, says Yahweh, that I will cut off your horses out from among you, and will destroy your chariots. I will cut off the cities of your land, and will tear down all your strongholds. I will destroy witchcraft from your hand, and you shall have no soothsayers. I will cut off your engraved images and your pillars out from among you, and you shall no more worship the work of your hands. I will uproot your Asherah poles out from among you, and I will destroy your cities. I will execute vengeance in anger and wrath on the nations that didn't listen. That is the end of chapter 5. After talking about the daughters of Jerusalem or the daughters of Zion in the last episode, now the terminology is being used of troops. According to commentary by A.R. Fawcett, which you can read for free on the blueletterbible.org, this is another designation for Jerusalem because it is now a place of war. The promises of the previous section are still pending. First, there will be war, and this includes the description of striking the judge of Israel on the cheek, though with the rod of iron, it's similar to other prophecies of Jesus's temporary subjugation to the evil plotting of the wicked. But saying it is on the cheek here puts it in perspective as not really effective or long-lasting as intended by the enemy. It all begins in Genesis 3.15, where the serpent 
will have his head bruised, which is a more comprehensive than the cheek, as compared to Jesus will be bruised in the heel only by the serpent. This is also referred to in Romans 16.20, where it says that Satan will be crushed under the church's feet, under the body of Christ. It is the same type of scenario that was supposed to be played out by Moses when he hit the first rock, but was supposed to only speak to the second rock, symbolizing the two comings of Christ. And then like in Daniel 9.26, where it says the Messiah will be cut off for a time. Then in the second verse of this fifth chapter of Micah, we have one of the numerous specific prophecies that Jesus Christ fulfilled. I will link to an article on firmisrael.org that cites that he fulfilled 48 particularly about the Messiah, but 324 related to the Messiah. When it is talking about Bethlehem Ephrathah, this is very specific because, according to Fawcett, this is specifying the town of Bethlehem that is in Judah. There was another one in Zebulun. So, Though the judgment is coming now, as it talks about in verse 3, it is only until the time when this everlasting ancient one comes to rule. It doesn't say more about the first coming because this is about the nation of Israel. Verses 5 and 6 say Assyria will be involved. In fact, the Assyrian is mentioned, so it seems that the great foe in the end times will be descended from that same people, very much associated with Nimrod, the first leader of great rebellion, like building the Tower of Babel. You can see in Genesis chapter 10, verses 7 through 11, where he, it says that he founded Babel and also Assyria. Verses 7 through 8 describes how the people of Israel here referred to as Jacob, will be dispersed among other nations, but they are on Yahweh's timetable. And in that timing, in the time that he knows is right, they will be like a lion that conquers everything in its path. You can see that Isaiah 66 verses 15 through 24 describe a similar flow of events, as does Zechariah chapter 12. I also found the commentary by Fawcett helpful in evaluating this. Verses 10 through 14 talk about Yahweh purifying the land of anything and everything that the people trust or worship or seek guidance from other than him. This includes chariots and horses, which they were told not to trust in, specifically in Deuteronomy 17, 16. The Asherah poles we talked about before being a symbol of worshiping the Canaanite goddess of fertility who might have been called by the same name, or it might have been more like Ashtaroth. I think what is said about witchcraft and the graven images is pretty clear. So there will be wrath upon those who didn't listen to his perfect law. Let me read to you again Psalm 19 verses 7 through 11 about Yahweh's law. Yahweh's law is perfect, restoring the soul. Yahweh's covenant is sure, making wise the simple. Yahweh's precepts are right, rejoicing the heart. Yahweh's commandment is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Yahweh is clean, enduring forever. Yahweh's ordinances are true and righteous altogether. They are more to be desired than gold, yes, than much fine gold. 
sweeter also than honey and the extract of the honeycomb. Moreover, your servant is warned by them. In keeping them, there is great reward. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 